for an Instagram post, like I'll, I'll voice note it to myself so that I remember about it later. Even like out for walks, if I'm out for a walk with a dog, like then I, like I've got my voice notes or I'm listening to podcasts to get ideas and inspiration. Like it's really, yeah, like whatever, whatever pockets of time that I can get, I utilize it to my full advantage. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hello. I hope you're all doing well today. I hope that you had a restful weekend. And I'm really excited for this conversation. And I'm really excited about how many of you are new listeners here on the podcast. And so welcome my name is Kirsty Stubbs. I'm the host of the Embrace Simplified podcast. I am an author. I brought out my first book in 2021, Life Love Lemonade. And I just launched my second book, Whisper, in April of 2022. And that was a collaborative book with 16 other authors that I brought together to write about intuition and grief and making bold moves in our lives. It's a very powerful book. It's 16 different women's stories. And so there's just like so many nuggets that one can gain if they're looking to make changes, if they're wanting to listen more to their intuition and kind of radically shake things up in their life. This is the book. It's Whisper and it's available on Amazon or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram and I can send you a signed copy. So Thank you guys for being here. Thank you everyone who's been listening for the last year plus. And thank you to all of the new listeners as well. I'm excited about bringing you guys conversations through this podcast that give you permission to make changes and to do things differently, to find more ease and more flow and alignment in your life. Because I believe that when women feel better, and feel empowered, they can go out and make huge impact in their families, in their communities, and in the world. And that's what I want to do. I want to help more women make impact. This conversation today is, is so fun because I have yet to have somebody on the podcast who can talk to us in detail about human design. And I was actually at a party recently, which I mean, we haven't been able to say that in a long time. But I was at a party. It was um, maybe 12 women. I didn't know. I knew two of the 12. So, so many new people. I absolutely loved meeting this group of women. And at one point in the evening, you know, we'd all had a few glasses of wine and dinner was done and we were eating cupcakes and these beautiful, oh my gosh, these really beautiful treats that were made for us. And I said, do you know what your human design is to, to one woman in the conversation? And then another woman was listening and, and she was like, Oh, what's that? And then 
before I knew it, there was like five or six people that were, you know, all crowding around asking like, what is human design, Kirsty? And when I started to talk about it, they're like, we need to know more about this. And that is exactly how I felt when I first heard about human design as well. So kind of like, you know, just to squash the fact that you might be thinking, oh, it's just some other personality test thing. No, it's not that. It's so different than that. I grew up in my career inside an organization that was like really focused on, you know, the the next thing in like workplace culture and how people get along and organizational behavior and development and things like that. I have done every single, you know, professional personality test there is. And one of my favorites is Gallup's Strength Finder. I've talked about that on the podcast before. I really love doing that. I really love Enneagram, which I wouldn't say is professional, but I did learn about Enneagram in the last couple of years, and I do like that as well. But nothing has made me feel more understood and more seen in what makes me uniquely me, my roadblocks, my superpower strengths that become my challenges, why I operate the way that I do, tendencies that I have, nothing made me feel as seen as getting back my human design blueprint. And I also waited far too long to invest in the blueprint. So the blueprint is like gives you way more details of your unique kind of makeup. But I am a generator and my kids are manifesting generators. I have a lot of generator friends <laughs> and we're going to dig into what that means. Like what is a generator or a projector? What do those mean? What do we need to know about them? And where can you go forward in learning more about your human design? That's all going to be in today's episode. So we are going to have all the conversation about human design and motherhood and life as a mom and an entrepreneur with a busy full-time career in the pandemic. And that conversation today is with Laura Lorenz and she owns Laura Lorenz Coaching. You can check her out on Instagram at Laura Lorenz Coaching and her website details are there as well. Everything's in the show notes. This conversation is great because like I said, we have not had anybody who could dig into human design the way she can. She is also a Reiki master, a strategy queen, and she helps women build a biz with ease, not burnout. And that is something that I am here for. That is my jam. I love that. Laura also has two kids. One I believe she had in the pandemic, so they are very young. She also has a full-time job, and so she brought a lot of juicy conversation to this podcast episode. I want you to make sure that you follow her and check out her website again. She does the human design blueprints, so you can give her, you know, the date, time, and place that you were born, and she can pull your human design, but then she takes it to another level in understanding what your human design means to you and how you can use those superpowers for good in the world and and leverage them, right? And I want more women to feel seen and understand what makes them uniquely powerful. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to what Laura's doing and to human design. And so if you think after listening to this, that this could help you, then go for it, right? Invest in something like the Blueprint with Laura, because I think you'll find so much value in it. It's is a personal and professional development tool that not a lot of women are exploring yet. So 
Listen in, enjoy the podcast. Please make sure that you tag me online from wherever you're listening. I would love to hear what your takeaways are. And I know Laura would too. So tag us both. Enjoy the episode. And thanks again for all your support and for being here listening every week. So welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thank you so much, Kirsty. I am so excited to be here. I am so excited for this conversation because Laura understands something that I am so curious to learn more about, but don't know really much of anything. And that is human design. But also she has this beautiful career entrepreneurship story that I know you guys are going to love to hear. So I'm going to let you tell everybody about your beautiful business and how you got here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So I am a business coach and a human design expert, but I also have a corporate job. So I started my business about two years ago when I was on maternity leave with my first daughter. And it was it was just my first time really launching into this entrepreneurial world. I knew in my soul that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And this was kind of my my first foray into it. So my background is corporate strategy. And I've always had this dream of helping and supporting women and and helping them start their own businesses as well. So that was really how I got into it. So I figured, you know, I could take my my corporate strategy background, I can take my business degree, all of that knowledge that I already have, and then help and, and support women in doing that. What ended up happening in those first three months, I burnt myself out. I was a new mom. I was home with an eight-month-old baby that just was not sleeping through the night. And, and I was doing all of the things that I, that I learned through business school, through my own corporate experience, all of those sorts of things. And, and I just, I, I knew there had to be a better way. There had to be an easier way than, than what I was doing. I was watching what other coaches were doing. I was watching what other business owners were doing. And, and I just knew that in my heart that there, that there had to be a different way. And that's kind of how I fell into human design. And I started learning more about it. And so human design is your energetic blueprint. It is how you are designed to operate. And it brings in a bunch of different modalities. It brings in Kabbalah, the I Ching, quantum physics, astrology. So it brings in a lot of these ancient modalities as well as these present studies. So found human design and I, I learned that I was a projector. And so for those of you who understand human design already, a projector is a type of energy. It is an energy type in human design. And and so projectors only represent about 20% of the population. And a lot of the people that I was looking at and learning from were generators or manifesting generators. So when I found this out, it was like, well, duh, (laughs) this is why it feels so hard is because I am nearing people that I'm not like. And, and so I was, as you start diving into human design, you learn about conditioning and, and how outside influences can impact how you think and how you feel. And so I realized that what I was seeing on the outside was what I thought was success. And I didn't really tap inwards to figure out what does success look like for me? How should I be running my business based on who I am and how I'm meant to operate? So. So many light bulbs went off in this process. And so I dove into human design and did my human design certification. And my business looks very different today. I run it very, very different than what I did, you know, two years ago. Still business coach for women, 
but just in a way that's authentic to them, that is perfect for them. I never come out with, here is my method, here is my strategy, go implement it. It's very much what I do is I co-create strategies, co-create offers, co-create things that that women can implement in their business that is perfect for them and how they're meant to operate. So yeah, it's just been this like, you know, beautiful journey over these last two years. And and so I said, I started my business when I was on maternity leave with my daughter. And in this process, I got pregnant again with my son. So I now have two kids. And I actually recently went back to my corporate job back in December. So day job throughout the day, but then, you know, doing my, my soul's work, doing what I really love and I'm truly, truly passionate about with, with my human design business. Oh my gosh. I love that. I am imagining that the last two years have totally felt like such a whirlwind. And before we hit record, I was hearing a little bit more of that story. And I, I love, I love this story because when most of us, like my kids are only 17 months apart. So when most of us emerge from, and you might not even feel like you've emerged yet because they're still so young, but like when we emerge, we're like exhausted and worn out and maybe lacking in creativity and like just in survival mode. But you really used this time to build a business while you were becoming a new mom times two in a pandemic. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, I would say like the first few months in my business was like that. Like it was chaos. It was difficult. It was hard. It was just not what I envisioned it to be. And I made I made a declaration to myself really early on that I don't want to do this with sacrifice. I don't want to do this with burnout. I want to do this in a way that that feels good to me. And so it was a lot of tapping into what is right for me. But it also comes with a lot of like this, you know, unsexy work in, in the sense of asking yourself these like tough questions. You know, when you're when you're trying to juggle schedules with your husband, with your partner, you know, asking and setting boundaries for yourself and and making sure that you have that time to work in your business. And there was like a lot of a lot of work behind the scenes, but but work that really set that foundation for me to build my business in a way that felt really good to me. So it's not like it was, I always say it's not, it's not easy, but you can create ease in your business. And, and that's really what it, what it was like. That's what it, that's what it felt like over these last two years. And I'm really, I really just felt this calling that I needed to do this work. And I truly believe too, like when you, when you say you want to be an entrepreneur, I truly believe that like your soul at, at like this like deep level is here to do that unsexy work that like really looking at your conditioning, really looking at your mindset, really looking at your emotion, emotional intelligence and your feelings. So there's all of this stuff that, that, that comes up and, and that's a lot of the work that I did, but I know that that built such a strong foundation. So it not only helped me in my business, but it helped me in my relationship with my husband. It helped me in parenting my children being able to set boundaries, being able to, you know, understand my emotions and regulate my emotions as all of this was going on. So I, I truly believe that, you know, although I did it because I wanted to start a business, there was so many ripple effects in, in my life with my kids, with my husband, with my, my parents, my friendships, all of that sort of stuff. So 
yeah, it, 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 these last two years have been just this like rebuild for me. My life, like my life looks completely different than it did two years ago in the most beautiful, beautiful way. Mm, I love that. I would imagine too that you're just getting back into corporate, but that it would also have an impact there and your mental health. Like so many women, like to say that you're doing your soul's work and also your nine to five, which probably let's face it is more than nine to five, but like, there's something about that that contributes to your, your mental health and your overall like wellness, which like you said, creates ripples in every relationship and every title and role we have as women. Oh my gosh. I love that. It, it's interesting because whether you like to like go to your basement and paint after the kids go to bed or you want to build a business, I always, or whether you like collect cool bikes and like ride your bike on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Like I always think women need to have something. And it's interesting that you say that it was about so much more than building a business. Cause I think in the beginning, like five years ago, I said it was about a business, but it was really about like self development, personal development, like exploring what I wanted to do next. I just titled it all under I'm building a business. But <laughs> it was like all very clumsy as I like to call it, but that's beautiful. And now you're supporting other women. Okay. So we're going to like, so you're coaching other women. When do you do this? Do you do it on weekends? Do you do it on evenings? Like I want people listening to actually picture this, like if they are feeling a nudge, but they can't even imagine a window of time where they would do this. Like, can you like get really granular for a second and tell them when you do this? Yeah, it's it's pockets of time is exactly what it is. So, you know, a day in the life of me is getting up, getting the kids ready to go to daycare or to my mother-in-law's who, who also babysits her. So mornings are busy and and, and full. You know, I start my nine to five job like around 830 and then, you know, my lunch breaks. So my 12 to one o'clock doing podcasts and recordings like this or it's, you know, doing some some quick Instagram posts, you know, anything that I can fit in in that hour lunch break, work the afternoon, go pick up the kids after work, feed dinner, all of that. And then I start my client work between, you know, around 730, eight o'clock and I work till 10 o'clock. So I've got you know, a good two and a half hours ish in the evenings, most evenings and then weekends as well. So I'll usually spend, you know, a couple hours on the weekends, you know, in terms of like pockets of time too. like if I've got like a couple of minutes in between a meeting, you know, and I got this like download for an Instagram post, like I'll, I'll voice note it to myself so that I remember about it later, even like out for walks with the dog. If I'm out for a walk with a dog, like then I like I've got my voice notes or I'm listening to podcasts to get ideas and inspiration. Like it's really, yeah, like whatever, whatever pockets of time that I can get, I utilize it to my full advantage for sure. I love that. I don't know if you've ever read the book called Burnout. It was the first time that I read a book that gave me permission to understand my circumstances. Like if your audience didn't want to do client calls from 7.30 till 9.30 or whatever it is, then it wouldn't work. And you'd constantly feel like this resistance in your business, but it works for you because that's probably when your clients also have time to to do that work, right? And you make something work when you want to build it. And so I love that you call out those pockets of time because it can be done. And it's a good reminder for all of us. Oh, I like if I could do so many things differently, like how I would use the pockets of time when I was still in corporate would be so spectacular. I've often thought it would be so fun to coach women that are like getting ready to leave corporate because I just would do so many things differently that I'm like, well, that might actually be fun. 
For sure. And like, I, I also want to be clear too, like I, I am a projector. So projectors are only, or well, not only they suggested or, or thought of that projectors only have about four to six hours of energy in a day to do work. So the fact that I'm telling you right now that I have a corporate nine to five job and I'm doing my business at night, there's a lot of people out there that would be like, well, that's against, that's not in alignment with being a projector. And, and so I kind of want to like dispel that also right up front too, because when you're so passionate about something, like you want to do it, you're like driven to do it. But then there's also this piece too that I, I schedule self care time too. That's something that's like a non negotiable for me as well. So, you know, two nights a week, like if I can take a bath and just like have no kid time and, you know, no screen time and all of that, like, that's definitely a huge part of my self-care routine as well. So there's like this, like, yes, I talk about how much I work and like getting the pockets of time and all of that. But I also do like really strongly encourage like the self-care piece because if I didn't do that, then I would, I would be burnt out. I would be exhausted. That's, that's something that's really important to me too. I think that's what's so important about you know, when we worked in corporate, you remember how many of those like personality things we did? Like all, I can't, I could probably list like, I worked at Starbucks, so I probably did every single one of them, right? But like, they all, they all create like a little bit more self-awareness if you allow them to. But this is really about protect, like you're talking about protecting your energy, right? So it's like understanding how you operate really, I guess, in an ideal. There's like things that can make or make it you more successful because the, the circumstances are, are ideal, right? And what are we doing to protect our energy? And like you said, you really need that time to protect your energy because you're like running full out right now. The other thing about that burnout book that I'm thinking of now that it gave me permission to, like I said, understand my circumstances are playing a role. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, how would I ever do that? Remember that you know, you have a supportive spouse. You sound like you have like family that lives close by. So often we look at somebody on like their Instagram feed and we're just like, why can't I? Like, why can't I? Like the reality is like everyone's circumstances are different. And I ripped my hair out for years thinking that I was doing something wrong when really my circumstances were very different. And and they do play a role in in how much you can get done in a day and what your energy is like and how often you can protect your energy with self-care and it's yeah. So anyone listening, it's like, I don't know, just go like go easy on yourself because everyone's behind the gram circumstances are different. <laughs> and they and they ebb and flow too. like there are some weeks that I don't have the energy. <laughs> so so that that's, I think, another thing that's important to call out. And the one thing that I've really learned to lean into as a as a projector. So I could talk a little bit about the energy types now if you'd like, but projectors are only 20% in the population. And so we don't have this consistent level of energy. We are not here to be workers, to be doers. We are here to be leaders, to be guides. And, and so our energy is used in a different way. And so in doing that, we're really only meant to work four to six hours in a day. And, and it's not that we are lazy or we're here to work less. It's that we use our energy in a different capacity. We find efficiencies. We find different ways of doing things. And so 
a lot of the times like projectors feel like they're different, that they're not like the rest of the population because 70% of the world's population are generators or manifesting generators. And those two energy types have this sustainable energy. They have this like when they are doing something that they truly love and are truly passionate about, they could work from 9 a.m. till 9 at night. And they have this like effervescent, energizing energy about them when they do what they love. So you often find like generators and manifesting generators when they're not doing something that they love, when they're in a job because they think they have to be in that job or they're doing something because, you know, societal norms or shoulds or anything like that. That's when you, that's when those generators and manifesting generators feel frustrated. You can, you can pick up on that energy, you can feel that and they don't have this same sustainable energy. And so when I talk about alignment, alignment is really understanding what your energy is here to do, what, what you are here to do. And, and so if the projectors are here to be leaders, to be guides, the generators and manifesting generators are here to be creators. They're here to do, they're here to like build things, whether they're businesses, whether they're, you know, writing a book, whatever it is, they're here, to, they're here to build. And then the other two energy types are manifestors, which represent 8% of the world's population. And they are also like projectors in the sense that they don't have that consistent energy that the generators and manifesting generators have. They have like, they work in energetic spurts. So a manifester is like the CEO. They are here to be the visionary, to come up with these like really amazing and creative ideas. And, and, but, but they don't have that sustainable energy to bring them to life. So that's why they're like the CEO in the sense that they need a team underneath them. They need help and support to, to bring these like visions to life. And then the last energy type is the reflector. And so the reflector also does not have that same sustainable energy. They actually have all open energy centers. And I can talk a little bit about the energy centers as well, but it they, they closely mirror the chakra system. And so a reflector has all open energy centers. So they they also have very inconsistent energy. And but they're the beautiful thing about the reflectors is because they're like absorbing a lot of the energy that's around them with having these open energy centers, they're very intuitive. Like they can sense what people are thinking, what people are feeling. And they're really great in business that way because they can understand like what their target market wants. They can understand like the people around them. So reflectors are also really cool. But, but I, I, I point this about this consistent energy piece out a lot because if 70% of the population has this like, consistent energy source and then the other 30% does not. So the projectors, the manifestors and reflectors, this like 30% of the population always feels like they need to be doing. They always feel like I gotta, I gotta be like always out there. I gotta be always doing something. I gotta like do what other, like the, the rest of the population is doing, but that's just conditioning. And, and it's really all about understanding how your energy ebbs and flows. So for me, that's, that's a piece that I've worked on quite a bit. And so there are weeks where I've got this energy. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do things. But then those weeks that I don't have the energy, I don't make it mean anything. You know, if, if I don't have, like, you know, if all I can do this week is serve my existing clients, that's all that matters to me. I don't put that pressure on myself to keep going because I know that that's a recipe for burnout. 
And, and so that's one of the gifts that, that human design has provided me is just like this, like understanding of when to go and when to pull back, when to go and when to pull back. And that's helped me also like with, with parenting too, so that I can like at, at a baseline, like if I can't show up for my kids, then like my business, like I wouldn't show up in my business because I, I just, I need that energy to be there and to be present. So. I always use that as a baseline as well. So yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful gift when you can understand and, and release the pressure, release the pressure of, of when yes. I have to consistently show up or I have to consistently do that. I think this consistency thing is a bit of a myth, especially in business and in life. Like it's all about ebbing and flowing with, with the energy that you have. I love that you said that because that it's what you're talking about is giving permission, right? Like you're giving yourself permission to just work with your existing clients or to just lean into your family. Like just, I say that with a big smile on my face, which you guys can't see, but it's not a just because it's hard to do. It's really hard to give ourselves that permission. Okay. So I love that you gave us an explanation of the different energies. So you want to like turn this on me now? (laughs) Tell me, tell me. So tell everybody what you, you took my birthday and my birth city and time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I use, I use a program called, it's just a website. It's called mybodygraph.com. So if anyone wants to go on, it's absolutely free to pull your chart. So you go on, you pull your human design chart and what you need to do that is you need your birthday, your birth time, and then birth city. And so you enter in that information and it will spit out what looks like this alien figure is <laughs> the best way to describe it, but it is your body graph. And, and it's basically, it's, it's a depiction of your energy centers. So you've got your, it, it mirrors the chakra system. So the traditional chakra system has seven energy centers. The human design energy system has nine different energy centers. So you've got your head center up at the top. You've got your Ajna. You've got your throat. You have your G center, which is like in the middle of your chest. You also have your heart center. You've got your solar plexus, your sacral, your spleen and your root center. So those are, those are the different energy centers. And, and when you look at that chart, those energy centers can either be open. So they're undefined energy centers. Those are the centers that you are absorbing the energy of the people around you. So you're taking in, you know, what they're feeling, what they're thinking. You're, you're, it's, it's a very intuitive energy center. If you have it open, like you're, you're really sensing and absorbing and amplifying the energy around you. If you have a defined energy center, so if it's colored in, that's one of your gifts, one of your strengths. You have consistent energy in that space. And so whether they're open or undefined or defined, then that's where a lot of these like, differences and nuances come in in the human design piece because I, I share with you the the five different energy types. And and so a lot of the times when when people first come to human design and they're like, oh, you're going to put me in one of these five boxes. People are like, oh, I don't like that. That's just another personality test. That's just like another another way to to fit me in a box. But it's not that. There's so much nuance, so much individualism that comes from human design. And that's when you start diving into your energy centers and your gates and your channels. Like there's there's just so much wisdom that comes from it and and really helping you understand yourself at such a deep level that 
no other personality test could ever, ever, ever give you. So, and that's, that's a big difference between a personality test and, and human design as well is that a personality test is like based on you answering questions and it's based on how well you know yourself, whether you're bringing ego into play, all of those sorts of things. Whereas human design is based on your birthday, birth time, birth city. You cannot BS it. So it is this like, energetic blueprint. It is who you are. And not only does it give you this snapshot of who you are, but it it gives you like something for you to evolve into because we go through life with, you know, societal conditioning and and our parents telling us what to do, the school system telling us what to do. And human design just gives us this like way to tap back into ourselves and who we are at such a unique level, like our authenticity. And so, you know, you talk about permission, like this gives you permission to be you. And and that's what I love about about human design. I like that you call that out because it's interesting. You told people the website they can go to. But then once you go there, you're like, uh, now what? Because there's so many different parts to it that seem like initially it can be quite complex. Yeah. And that's that's where having, you know, someone like myself who has had a certification, you can do a human design reading with someone, you can take a course, you can read a book. There are so many resources out there to really truly understand your chart, but it, it does take time. So it's not something that you can go and just like read who you are and what you are. It does take some understanding to it. So for you, I pulled your chart ahead of time. And so you are a four, six sacral generator. So to people who are outside of the human design world, I will dive into that. So the generator piece of it is your energy type, and that is the highest level. So I talked at a very high level of what each of those energy types are. So generators represent about 33% of the population, just a pure generator. And so generators are here to do what lights them up. They are here to do things that just they are so passionate and so fulfilled. Oprah Winfrey is an example of of a generator. And it's someone who just has this like desire to help people, this desire to support people and does it in a way that they like build something so great you are a daydreamer, a visionary, like someone who really wants to bring something to the world that is going to help people. And oftentimes, like I think about like the clients that I've worked with and the types of careers, the types of jobs that that generators usually have. And a lot of the times they're teachers, they're social workers, nurses, like these very like caring and compassionate jobs that tends to be where the generators thrive. However, a lot of those times, those systems bog them down. They get drained. They get exhausted. They want to help people, but, but those systems kind of confine them in a way that they can't bring their creativity, that they can't really do things that, that really reach masses and, and all of that sort of stuff. So I often find a lot of the generator clients that I work with that are in careers like that. That's why they come to entrepreneurship. That's why they they look to entrepreneurship is so that they can make this impact, but on a much broader scale and in a way that that feels good to them. And yeah, so so as a generator, you also you're not meant to plan. And so this is something that a lot of the clients are like, what? I'm not meant to plan. Like I am the ultimate planner. 
And, and the reason why is because you have a defined sacral. So that's that energy center that I was talking about. So that's, that's what's common between all generators and all manifesting generators. You have this defined sacral. So the sacral is that life force energy. It is what gives you that sustainable energy when you're doing the things that you truly, truly love. And in doing so, the sacral is like this, like in the moment response. It gives you, it, it gives you messages all the time, every single moment of the day. Yes, I want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Yes, I want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. And it's sending you signals all throughout the day. And so your desires change throughout the day. And so when I talk about like connecting in with your intuition, connecting in with your gut instincts for the generators, the reason why you're not meant to plan is because your desires change moment to moment. It's always about tapping back into your body tapping back mm. into that like gut feeling of what is right for you in this particular moment. And you do best when you get asked yes or no questions. So start asking yourself yes or no questions. Like when you're presented with, you know, decisions in life where you're trying to, you know, make decisions for your business, like, do I want to do this? Yes or no? It's, it's very black and white. And I often tell my clients too, they'll ask, but what if I don't know? Like, what if, what if it's not a clear yes or no? And oftentimes, if it's not a clear yes or no, it's a no. And so take that with you, play with that, because as you start listening to that, like, gut response, that gut feeling, that gets louder and louder. And, and you become more in tuned with what is right for you and what is wrong for you and, and being really quick and decisive in terms of making decisions as well. That is something that is that is so innate within a generator. And so your authority, so your authority in human design is the area of your body that helps you with decision making. And so all of us are conditioned that we're meant to make decisions with our brains, that we think it through, we create a pros and cons list. We think it through again, and then we're still not sure, but we we make a decision. And so we over-rationalize things. And that's what gives a lot of people like stress and anxiety and these feelings of like, oh, I don't know if this is the right decision. But at the end of the day, we can always tap back into our bodies and see what what our bodies are telling us. So for you, as as a sacral generator, it is your sacral that helps you with decision making. For me, it's my emotions. So I ride emotional waves. It's my solar plexus. So I ride emotional waves and then I get to this moment of neutrality, this like moment of clarity where I, I can make decisions. For other people, it's their spleen. So they get these like really intuitive hits that often come out of nowhere and make no sense, but that's what they, that's what they need to do. For some people, it's their heart. And, and so it's these like, I want to do this. I desire to do this. Like, they can just like sense that. Yeah. So there's, there's multiple different authorities. Some people are sounding boards. So they need to talk it out. And when they talk it out, then that's what helps them make their decisions. So there's multiple different types of authorities, but for you as a sacral generator, it is your gut. So what is your gut telling you? Do you want to do this? Do you not want to do this? And, and so this people pleasing mentality often comes into play and you have this desire to, Please everyone to make everyone happy. But at the end of the day, it comes back to you and what makes you happy. Even if it doesn't make sense in that moment, it's, it's 
this is what my body is intuitively telling me. And, and so human design allows you to tap back into your intuition, tap back into your body, because we always, we often forget like how intuitive our bodies are, like how much, you know, when you're in a stressful situation and like your body tenses up, like you, you know, that feeling of like stress and anxiety, but you don't know always that feeling of what's right for you. And, and so like, I'm really, if anything, I want more women to understand human design so that they can like start listening to their bodies and what their bodies are telling us because they, they know they hold so much wisdom that our brains just, just don't. And so it's, it is a really, really cool thing there. Oh my gosh. I could ask you questions all day, but we all know you have to go back to work, but it's so interesting because I think of like how, you know, women want to be seen and a lot of us want to like, we're trying to deepen our like self-awareness so we can be better mothers and things like that. And this just, it checks so many boxes of like ways that it can help us to do what we want to do. And it's like another tool in the toolbox too, right? Because we can understand ourselves like an Enneagram or we can go through like even reading like Kate Northup's book, Do Less, like all these other things that like all contribute, like the moon and our period and like all the things, right? Can all be like a tool in the toolbox. And I think what is for me coming up with this human design is you really need a guide to be able to tell you what it means, how it's going to show up in your life, but then also how you can like take that information, and integrate it back into what you're doing, like in your business or in your career, in your daily day to day life. Right. Like I really do think you need a guide for this. How long do you typically work with people to really be able to understand it? Like, is it, you know, a two hour chunk of time and then they go on their way or is it like over multiple sessions? Like, tell us more about that. Yeah. So typically I would work with someone for like a 90 minute session just to give them the introduction, just to give them the basics to tell them what everything means. And for some mm-hmm. people, that's all they want. They just give me the basics. I just want to understand the basics. And so that would be a human design rating for 90 minutes. But you're right. Human design is not just some cool information. It needs to be lived. It needs to be embodied. You need to test around, experiment, play with it, really to get the the rooting, the grounding in it. And so, yeah, so I I have different packages that I would work with people on. So I've got my smallest package then would be a six-week program. And that's really just... That's like your quick assessment, like what's going on in your life, what needs to shift, what needs to change. It's like a rapid accelerator type one-on-one mentorship. And then I do longer mentorships, either like three or six months as well. And that's really when you can fully embrace it, fully embody it. Like like I said, like I found human design almost two years ago and I'm still learning. I'm still experimenting. I'm still really moving into my highest, most authentic self, they actually say from the moment you find human design to when you like fully embody it, they say it takes about seven years. And so not to scare anyone, but it's just to show like how deep conditioning runs in us, like how deep or how much crap just gets put on us like throughout our childhood. And I always think too, like, how cool is this? So like, I understand human design. I am so excited for my children. And because I understand their human design, how much different their lives can potentially be because I understand this, that I can teach this to them at such a young age that they can live this, they can embody this, that I'm not projecting on them. I'm not telling them how to live their life. 
I'm really empowering them to live the life that they were born to live. And, and so that's what I think is so cool because so many people as adults right now are really waking up and finding human design and understanding it. What are, like, what are our children's generation going to look like? How is that going to be so different from how we've lived? I think it's so fascinating and exciting. So I, I can't, I can't wait. Oh my gosh. I can't wait either. I feel like if you can combine parenting or like supporting emotional support, emotionally healthy things for our children and human design, I will be, me and Stella will be at the front of your list for that program because she's like, she's so keen to learn and a few things recently have come up. So she's nine, right? And a few things have come up recently where I have just like celebrated her ability to like ask for what she needed in the moment. And I can see it in her. She's like, are you sure? Like the world's not going to crumble. And I'm like, she's only nine and she's already like, but are you sure? Like, is everyone happy with me? Because I know that was like an ask that not anyone else had or whatever in the family. And I'm like, you go girl. <laughs> just like, can you imagine like our, you know, they're turning 16 and getting like gifted a human design session. Like imagine where we would be if we had those two. Well, I know, I know. Like I, I have to say, so, so the piece that we didn't cover on your chart was your profile line. So that four, six combination. When I learned my profile lines, literally years of shame and guilt and you know, this feeling of like me trying to conform and to be like other people like was like lifted off my shoulders. I was like, you mean I'm meant to be like that? Like, you mean that's how I'm supposed to be? Like that, that is such a gift to people. That is like, it's it's healing. It really is. Like that's, if I were to describe human design in a way like that anyone could understand like the transformation that it provides, it is just like a healing experience. It makes you feel like, I was meant to be this way. I was born to be this way. I was not meant to conform. I was not meant to be like that person. I was meant to be me. It gives you permission to be you. And and so, yeah, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. We're going to like make sure that we wrap up on time so that you can get back to work. But thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours about all of this stuff, but I feel like this was such a beautiful introduction to human design and to you. And we're going to make sure that everyone has links in the show notes of where to find you. But do you want to just let them know where you are on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. So I'm at Laura Lawrence Coaching and my last name is L-O-R-E-N-T-Z. So I look forward to connecting with everyone. Yeah, send me send me a DM. Let me know that you watched or you listened to the podcast. And yeah, I'd love to connect. Amazing. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.